Welcome to Curiously Katie, where life coach, hypnotherapist, and Reiki practitioner Katie Schofield shows you how to rehabilitate your mind, heal your relationships, and then your entire life, one question at a time. Weirdos, welcome. Hello, weirdos, and welcome to episode four. How are you today? I am so excited to bring you this final episode in this three-part series, Three Steps to Rehabbing Your Mind. Today, we are going to talk about the final step on this journey, and that final step is alignment. But before we dive in, I just want to give a brief introduction for those of you who might be new to my show. For those of you who are new, my name is Katie Schofield, and I am a life coach, a hypnotherapist, a Reiki practitioner, and an insatiably curious human being. And this is my show, Curiously Katie, a podcast for curious minds who want practical tools to create measurable changes in their minds, relationships, and entire lives. So if you're just joining me for the first time and you decided to jump ahead to this episode, then I want you to go back, stop this episode, and revisit the first two steps of this process. Step one is evaluation. You find out where you are. Step two is calibration. You fine-tune who you want to be. And step three is this step that we're going to talk about today, alignment. And we focus on becoming this person. But it's so important that you listen to the first two steps because each one builds on the step before it. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, you might be a little lost listening to this one. You're definitely going to want to just stop this and go back and listen to those first and then listen to this one. So let's get rolling. Let's start with a quick definition of what alignment is, and then I'm going to give you my definition. So alignment refers to the correct positioning of something. And while I'm of the opinion that the ideas of, quote, right and, quote, wrong only create, like, true inner discord, I believe this concept can create harmony in our lives if we understand that our correct alignment is to love and that there is only love. And that this is the same thing as the correct positioning for anyone at anywhere at any time. My definition of alignment is living in integrity with who you truly are, truly are, like capital T, living in your truth and unapologetically loving yourself and your actions. And that doesn't mean ignoring the people around you but it means being fully responsible for how you show up and how you take care of yourself. So there's a slight self-correcting that we've touched on in previous episodes that I would like to touch on a little bit in this episode as well. And that self-correction is a portion of this process because I believe there is a common misconception in the mental wellness industry that once we heal something or we grow or we mature, that we might never make those same mistakes again, or we might never feel those negative feelings again. And this just isn't true. What is true though, is that when we heal something and we fully align to our highest potential, and we really start to feel more complete in how we function in our relationships and how we move about the world, We are still human, right? And we're still going to run into similar or even even maybe sometimes the same situations again and again. But 
what we have after going through this process that we didn't have before is an elevated perspective. And we can discern the difference between what is a correct choice because it is aligned with our highest self and our highest potential, not because we want to do it, but what is correct for us. And then what might be the incorrect choice because it comes from fear. And I want to give you an example of this. I recently went on a date with somebody who was amazing, first of all, is amazing, is an amazing person. But everything about the situation, the little nuances or the thoughts my brain was telling me were basically like shooting red flags in my face. Like, this should not be happening this way. This should be going this way. This should be this. This should be that. For me, anytime I start clinging to shoulds, in my mind, or start thinking this should be going different than it is, that's a huge indication that I've stepped out of alignment. Nothing in my body was disagreeing with the reality of the situation. And what I mean by that is nothing in my body was telling me that this wasn't right for me. And because I have such a deep foundation of my alignment established and I have a deep trust in myself and I believe that I'm here to serve love. I went on this date, even though it kind of fell apart at the last minute and I had the most incredible time and I met the most incredible human and we had the most incredible conversations. Everything was beautifully orchestrated. The synchronicities of this encounter were just magical. And I would have missed out on all of that had I listened to my past experience and started believing the little lies I was telling myself, like this should be going this way. This should not be happening this way. He should be acting that way. This should be just like this idea that I have in my mind. And in that, I would have been closing myself off completely to a hundred million other incredible ways this could be showing up for me. So I want you guys to keep that in mind as you are being presented with seemingly the same situation, but you are at a higher level of perspective by the time you get to this point in the process, you are going to be able to discern the difference between what is a correct choice within you, even if the situation outside of you isn't going the way you think it should be because you are living in alignment with your highest self you are going to know that this choice is coming from love and not fear. The choice will always be yours. Your calling comes from within. Your calling comes from within the heart or your gut or wherever that sensation is in your body. And you will always know this is your truth. So be careful that you aren't giving your power away to this process, right? Because once you start practicing it and you let it develop within you, you can allow a little bit of room in there for the sneaky thought that says, if I do this process, then I'll never feel hurt again, which is kind of a great thought, but isn't really the reality of your human experience. The reality is that the higher we climb, the better the view, the more incredible the experience and the more risk we have to fall. So when we're hurting and self-sabotaging and trying to find the answers or thinking should, 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 and trying to control in any way, it's so easy to get caught in this trap of being afraid and then 
turn our results into the same mistakes again on our way to finding alignment. This discernment comes with time and practice and development of this process. But what I don't want you to think is that if I go through this process, then I'm never going to feel pain again, because that's just not how life works. It's just when you have a higher calling, then you feel more safe to feel pain. You feel more safe to make mistakes. You feel more safe to take risk because you know deep down in your heart, in your bones, that no matter what happens, you are on the right path. Oftentimes, my clients come to me because they have all the fixings of a quote-unquote perfect life or perfect profession or perfect career, yet their performance is suffering, their business is suffering, their relationships aren't fulfilling, and every creative effort, game, match, run, business deal, or whatever feels like they're pulling teeth. They've lost their flow. They feel out of alignment. When we know that something is lacking or something is just kind of off and we're not sure what's going on because from the outside you seem to have it all figured out, except on the inside it's really like you're not falling asleep at night, you don't really feel complete, you're waking up restless, you feel like maybe you've even been shoved into a life that you didn't sign up for, you're scared, and you feel like everything is about to fall apart. If that is where you are, you're in the right place. And I want you to know that you're just living out of alignment with your highest potential. And there's no problems here because through this process, you can get out of those feelings. And I created a quick list for you guys so you can sort of recognize what it feels like since we are in the final step of alignment. I wanted you to have just like a quick rundown of what you can look for. So when you're living out of alignment with your highest potential, you feel stuck, confused, lost, exhausted, depressed, overwhelmed, ambivalent, unmotivated, low energy. You have a deep need or longing for something you can't quite put your finger on. You may turn to others to meet your needs. You may turn to substance abuse, drugs, alcohol, whatever. You feel disconnected from yourself. Your external reality isn't what you truly desire. Maybe your partner's desires, but not yours. You might get sick a lot or have random illnesses that you can't really explain. And you can't see what's next for you or you have very little clarity of your future. You feel like anything you've ever tried until now hasn't really made significant shifts in your life and you're ready to try something new. The real problem with living out of alignment is that we constantly feel like we're doing something wrong, like we're supposed to have it all figured out, like we are supposed to have an idea of what the grand plan actually is, and we have deep feelings that we're not enough, and we struggle with other feelings of worthlessness, and like you aren't worthy to be in the position that you're in because what you do and what you love just comes so easy to you. You can also feel this when you withhold or you struggle from to have feelings of pleasure. Anytime you find yourself unable to relax into the moment and enjoy the pleasure of even small things like food or your partner or your relationships or laughter with friends, when we withhold those deep feelings of enjoyment and we recoil from feelings of pleasure or allowing ourselves to explore feelings of pleasure, that's how you know something's off within you. 
So the solution to this problem is to go through this three-step process of mindset rehabilitation so that you can get in alignment with your highest possible potential. So let's dive into this alignment step, and I'm going to break it down for you a little more clearly what this looks like bit by bit. The first part of the alignment step is to align to love. As cheesy as that sounds, it's true. (laughs) You can only receive what you give away. And this is true with alignment and self-love. If you want more love in your life and you aren't giving yourself love every single day, then you're not going to receive more love from life. The universe, God, source energy, the grand pumba in the sky, whatever you call it, it mirrors you. You are a powerful creator of what you put out, and that means you're a powerful creator of what you receive. And if you aren't putting love into your self-development and into yourself, then you're not going to have room in your body, in your mind, or in your energy systems to receive love. So the ways you practice and develop your self-love every day is by creating a sacred space and committing to yourself for you time. These commitments are sacred. These moments are what clear your mind and help you gain such deeper understandings of what may or may not be going on under the surface. And they create mental space to allow room in your life, in your energy field for new, beautiful, and exciting things to happen. Because Having this energetic hygiene or this practice of self-love clears out the old junk that is hovering around and taking up space in your mental processes. The next part of this step is to develop an energetic hygiene routine every day. So I've listed out a few of my favorite examples of things you can start incorporating right now to help you make space in your life to build this energetic hygiene routine. So some really simple ways to start doing this are to schedule it in your calendar. You can make it a sensory experience by bringing in smells, lighting, sounds, textures, tastes. You can light a candle. You can put on some soothing, ambient, ethereal music. You can make your favorite yummy tea, light an incense, You can dim the lights down low as long as you can see to right. And all of these things really create sort of a sacred mindset, a sacred space to really dive deep into these self-discovery processes within the energetic hygiene routine. So I always encourage people to incorporate some or all of the following in their daily routine so that they can determine what is most correct for them in any given day. For myself, I don't meditate all the time every day, but I do create space for these other components depending on what I really need that day. So it really is providing you with that sacred time to check in with you, ask you, what do I need right now? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to brain dump? Do I need to collage? Do I need to walk in nature? So here are some of those tools that you can use during this time that will help you get a more structured routine like listed out so that when you're in that space, you can just look at this list and decide what you need most in that day. So of course, daily writing and journaling are really important. 
You can do a brain dump, which is setting a timer for about 10 minutes and then just writing all the things down that have been bothering you or on your mind without stopping or trying to make sense of it until the time goes off. That is a really big one. If you're in a position where you're under a lot of stress or you feel like your whole life is just not really organized right now, that's a really, really helpful process. It's really called brain dumping, which kind of sounds disgusting, but it works. So I, I do not suggest skipping past that one if you're in a position in your life where you're under a lot of stress. The next one is journaling as well. And this is where you answer questions that you have about your life yourself. This is a lot more powerful than you would think because we oftentimes have the answers, you guys. We actually have them within us. We just don't give ourselves the sacred space to find them. So this is everything. The next one is answering journal prompts from another writer or website or blogs or Instagrams. And I don't suggest you use this as your main thing because if you're just answering somebody else's journal prompts, it might not be the most aligned question you can ask yourself. Trust me, trust yourself. For God's sake, trust yourself. <laughs> know that when you are going through this process, you actually have the answers within you. You just need to allow yourself the space to come up with the questions. And that brings us to our next little um, portion of this process of this daily energetic hygiene routine. Another thing that you want to incorporate at some point is meditation. Now, if you're my client, you have to meditate every single day because we're building a foundation of clear mind, clear thinking, and higher level processing. And that does take dedication for at least six months of daily meditation. But if you are not my client yet, then I want you to consider doing guided meditations or sitting in silence, which if you are like most people in America, then you probably live with neighbors and you hear their goddamn lawn maintenance all day. <laughs> so maybe pop on some soothing lyric-free music in the background. Now, I say lyric-free because that's really important. Our brains are problem-solving machines, and if we give them lyrics, then we are going to start thinking about these lyrics, and it's going to trigger memories, and it will become more about what's happening in the song and less about letting go of everything around you so you can focus inward. That's why I suggest ethereal music, um, instrumental music. Sometimes classical music can help, but not if it's classical music that triggers memories. We're really going for present moment grounded awareness here. Another fun tool, which is like a little more, little more playful, is collaging or image journaling. And you can get a smattering of magazines and just let yourself be drawn to words and images and shapes that move you and put them together on a page and see what you come up with. And don't think too hard about this process. This can be really fun. Allow yourself to drift into flow. And then once you've created this collage, I want you to sit and spend some time meditating on it. You're not figuring it out. There's not a force or a clinching or um, a grinding feeling in your mind. You're just observing it. You're taking it all in because what you're actually doing in this moment is opening up sort of a portal to your higher self to understand why these shapes, images, words, colors, whatever it is, was something that was drawn to you, why you were so drawn to them in that moment because each one is going to help you put 
together the pieces of the problem you're trying to solve without actually going directly at the problem. I find a lot of my clients who go directly at the problem when it's a higher level issue and it's really just um, a tool for decompression have a lot harder of a time grasping their solution. So this is a really beautiful one for becoming more in tune with your higher self. Then there's a um, technique that I teach my clients called self-coaching, and this I'm not going to get into because this is a technique that is pretty intensive, and it takes um, some time to develop, and it is for my paid clients. And how would you feel it if your teacher was giving away your knowledge for free? You would not feel good about that. So I'm not giving away this one here, but I will tell you there are tons of resources online for learning self-coaching. And there are even entire schools dedicated to learn how to self-coach. So if that's something that interests you, I would definitely check that out. The other thing you can do is walk in nature. Now, this isn't walking meditation. This is just going for a walk in nature, leaving your phone behind and allowing yourself to get present. This can be very helpful if you're to that part of your day where you just need to move your body a little bit and you want to clear your mind. This is beautiful. This can be a part of your energetic hygiene. And you guys, this doesn't have to happen all at one time. Maybe you break it up and your energetic hygiene is a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the afternoon, a little bit in the evening. Make this work for you and your schedule. What's really important though is that you're actually committed to yourself and you're showing up in a way that proves that you can trust yourself. I recommend spending at least half an hour on these tasks every single day. And if you think that half an hour is too much time, then I want you to dedicate a full hour of your time to taking care of yourself until you start to notice changes in your world, and then you can back it down to half an hour. I know, that's so naughty, but that's how I want you to approach it. (laughs) Okay, so the next part of this step, alignment to love, is tapping into your intuition and understanding where it resides in your body. We spoke about intuition as a subtle sensation in the body. And for me, this really feels like a knowing in the left side of my body, in my spleen, which probably sounds pretty odd. And I honestly had to look up a human anatomy chart before writing this to know where that sense of knowing was actually coming from. But when I pinpointed it, I found out that it's my spleen. Some of my clients have this understanding occur in their stomach One of my clients has this understanding occur in her hands. And I've also had other clients say that this is what they feel in the center of their chest when they are moving through their day in integrity. A lot of times, though, it is going to be a knowing that you feel in the literal organ of your stomach. So if you are human, that will be on the left side of your body somewhere. So even if my head is in disagreement... If I feel this calling or this knowing in my spleen, I just can't get over that it's my spleen, then I go ahead and I move forward. I know that whatever direction I'm moving in at that time, whatever question I'm asking, whatever feeling I'm making come to life, like the example at the beginning of this episode where I went on a date, I only agreed to continue this date because I had this knowing coming from my spleen to move forward. And I knew that that was correct for me, even though my head was throwing a fit the whole time, telling me this is not right for you. You're going to get hurt. This isn't going to be good. You're not going to have a great experience. You're going to be stood up. All of these things. My brain has all the drama. Okay. 
So this further expands on that concept of learning how to trust yourself because our society is constantly telling you to trust outside of yourself, trust that someone else has the answers for you, trust that marketing has the answers for you, trust that a teacher has the answers for you, trust, they're telling you everything. They give you all the reasons why trusting yourself is the most dangerous thing you can do. But that's actually not true. So in this step, you develop a daily experimentation. You start looking for opportunities of synchronicities. That's like your little wink from the universe that you're on the right path. Another really, really fun activity that my clients do in this step and that you can start doing now is communicating with your guides. So your spirit guides, your spirit team, your galactic team, your spirit squad, whatever you call them, they are unseen forces that are always around you. Always. Always around you. Which, <laughs> oh, sometimes I wish they weren't, but they see you and they're always around you. And they're always trying to communicate with you. They're trying to help you find your way. And they never, never, ever, 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 ever leave you because they agreed way back before time was time to help you here on your journey on this planet at this time. So you may as well have a relationship with them, right? If they're always there, you may as well be able to tap in and talk to them. Now, I'm not going to go into how you do that because again, that's something that you learn in my program and there's a couple of different ways we do this, but I am going to tell you about the two or at least two of the ways that my clients learn how to do this in my program and they get two fun, really powerful exercises that they experiment so that they can not only prove to their ego, their brain, their logical, critical thinking mind that these forces do exist, but they also get to experiment with proving their existence. And then they learn to develop this relationship so that it becomes deep and meaningful and something that keeps them anchored and prevents them from feeling lonely. It's just so beautiful to have this relationship with your guides and to know that you aren't ever alone because you're not. Now, this might be something I cover in future episodes and talking about how to connect with your guides. So if that's something you want to see, shoot me a DM and let me know. Okay, so the next step in this alignment process is alignment to service. So we have alignment to love, alignment to service, and then the last step is going to be alignment to prosperity. Before alignment to service, you are going to determine how you serve others. Now, this might seem obvious if you're a service provider, but if you're just starting out, it might not be as obvious. So I wanted to put together some questions for you so that you can take yourself through a deeper understanding of where you might feel called at this time to serve the world. Because this is not a forever sort of thing. Nothing in this life is a forever sort of thing. I hope you are starting to understand that everything ebbs and flows. So let's start these questions, you guys. When did you first feel the call to serve? Was there a crisis you had to overcome or that you overcame or a conflict in your life? How did this call to serve show up in you emotionally? What did it feel like? Was there hesitation? Did you feel fear? Or did you just reject and refuse the idea of helping others altogether at first? Why or why not? How did committing to this three-step process transform that fear into fire that you can use to further develop your service-based program. How did this impact your life? 
What emotions did you experience because of this? How did you overcome your fear of getting into alignment? And how did this impact your life as a whole? When did you know that this was the correct path for your life? Explain in details what you were doing, where you were going, who you were with, what you felt in your body, and how you knew. And then, what has been the number one most repeated pattern on your journey? And I have to giggle a little bit because this is actually your medicine. This is how you help others. That repeated pattern in your journey is your lesson. Once you master that lesson, guess what? You get another one. But for the purposes of this exercise, this is how you help others. This line of questioning continues in a worksheet that my clients go through, but I wanted to give you these preliminary questions so you can build a solid foundation and understanding of the ways in which you give back and bring your unique gifts to manifest in service in the world to others. As a part of this process, every day you ask yourself, how can I serve love? This shakes you out of self-interested thoughts and feelings and into service-oriented, kindness-based practices that help you take action. Isn't that brilliant? So I wanted to give you a couple of examples of what serving love might look like to you. Serving love might mean that you roll down your window and ask the person standing on the street corner what their name is, and you bring them some snacks. I recently did that, and I drove away bawling tears of gratitude for everything that I have in my life and feeling so in love with all the opportunities that I've been given. It's really powerful, and I totally suggest that you try this. You might choose to just be kinder in your interactions with others that might typically irritate or annoy you. And you might choose to be less focused on your tasks and getting things done on your to-do list And instead, open yourself up in a more generous way to the people in your environment. And who knows, because of it, you might create a new opportunity or better relationships and a more enhanced sense of well-being. Those are pretty powerful things, you guys. Don't overlook the gravity of their importance. And then the next little component of this step is skills building. And skill building and habits of your future self really incorporate all of these more abstract concepts into the measurable results that you are going to absolutely love. So we learn a process for finding leads and having sales conversations that aren't desperate, grabby, pushy, and that are centered around service and love and honoring the integrity of everyone involved. That means you and your client or potential clients. Then we learn how to create your first clients. And this can be something as easy as meeting people, telling them what you do, and making offers to provide them with service if that's right for them. Then we build a back end into your business that is simple, low maintenance, and easy to execute and upkeep. And then we learn any kind of new tools that you are wanting to learn for coaching or teaching or taking the way you deliver your unique ideas to the next level, such as conversation mirroring or starting a podcast or conversational pendulating, positive reinforcement. There are also positive psychology techniques. There are a million techniques in coaching that you can learn or even just in service providing and and showing up in conversations more completely for others. 
Obviously, the skills you build are going to be dramatically different depending on what your specialty is. But the matter we're discussing here is giving yourself the time and the space to have the daydreaming and then to start taking action steps to get you going in the right direction. The next step of this process is alignment to prosperity. This is what naturally happens when you get into the flow of your highest potential. This is where you create a deep understanding of your relationship to money. We start by being really, really honest with what you think about money, if you think it's evil, if you think it's anything other than energy or value exchange, and why. Because by discovering the answers to these questions, we also discover where you are blocking the prosperity flowing to you in your life. So we create intentional thoughts around money and how easily it can flow into your life, where you have placed your value, and if it has been in the hands of other people paying you and other people providing you with money, or if it is in your thoughts, your deeds, your actions, and what you're giving away. We create a deep sense of your intrinsic value by understanding that your value as a human being isn't determined by you. What? That's right. Your value is not determined by you, your parents, your boss, your partner, your children, what you make, how much property you own, how much money is in the bank. None of those things create your deep value. Your intrinsic value comes from your creator. And that is a beautiful, glorious, and relieving thing. Creating a prosperity mindset goes beyond understanding lack thinking and into abundance. It's about understanding that capitalism isn't a bad thing. In fact, when we turn our nose up to capitalism, we're preventing our ability to make it a good thing. When capitalism is used for good causes, seeing the relationship between having more and spending more and generating more wealth all of a sudden becomes a prosperity overflow machine where you can't keep track of the money coming in and the money coming out because you're using your service to generate more and more and more wealth. We let go of some of the old thought patterns that tell you to sit on your money, that money only comes when you hustle, that you have to sacrifice in order to have money. It's all a part of these final steps in my coaching portion of my program that set you up for this total alignment. Because we live in a universe that is abundant in nature. Mother Nature herself, Gaia herself, is a giving tree. The thoughts, ideas, and practices that we have around money that limit us are the only thing that you're believing that is preventing you from becoming that prosperity magnet you wish you were. And oftentimes, these are the same ones that are blocking you from the very things you're trying to call into your life. The results my clients have experienced from going through this three-step process are just life-changing. And I want you to see a little sampling of what you can expect when you go through this process. So when you start to see good things pop up in your life, you're not thinking, oh, something has gone wrong here. You're thinking, fuck yeah, I earned that. Hell yeah, bring it this way. I'll take another bonus. Thank you so much. (laughs) In the past, I've had clients receive raises from their bosses after having asked for a raise for the previous five years and not receiving one. They also received additional paid vacation, extra holiday time. I've had clients that owned multi-level marketing businesses go to a new level of sales achievements. I've also had clients mend broken relationships with their partners. 
after calling off a marriage and wanting to just start divorce paperwork, they were able to reconnect with their partner in a deeper, more meaningful understanding by understanding who they were on the inside and giving themselves what they needed in that relationship, not expecting their partner to give it to them. Another client I had took their business to higher levels by starting to book more high ticket clients and having the highest sales months they've ever had. The client I'm thinking of in particular made $27,000 her first month, which I thought was incredible. Then she went on to create consistent, ongoing client bookings in her brand new business and so much more. When you're living in alignment with your highest potential, you move through the understanding that you came here for love and living in the knowing that you are here to be love and give love in all that you do. Aligning to your highest potential through my simple three-step process isn't something that my clients do one time and then quit either. Many of my clients renew their six-month contract knowing that if they went from lost and confused to driven by their soul's direction in only six months, then they have it within them to outgrow their results and take their life to even higher and higher levels of success that they haven't even begun to imagine in the next six months. And they do. Most recently, I had a client launch her brick and mortar company, sell out all the membership she was giving away. And you guys, she made something like $36,000. I definitely need to check with her, but $36,000 within one month from renewing her contract with me and getting her mind right to opening her brick and mortar and selling out her memberships for this very special yoga art blend program that she's working on on the West Coast of America. I live for helping women be more, do more, and create more for themselves, their families, and the world around them. And this is, this is amazing to me. <laughs> and I just want to offer you this. If we're not here to help each other out along the way in our journey to alignment, then what the heck are we even doing except waiting to die? Because living in a directionless life without passion and sacred calling isn't living to me. It's, it's waiting to die. It's dying. It's just dying, really. Because if you're not growing, you're dying, right? So what will you do with the knowledge you gathered over this three-part mini-series? Will you put these practices into action? Will you go to sunflowermindbody.com and book your call with me so you can join this program and start to live in alignment? Or will you stay where you are, playing small, getting small, blaming others, being the victim, or will you decide to risk it all, knowing that you can only go up from here? That's all for this episode of Curiously Katie. Join me next time for a special episode just in time for eclipse season, all about the tarot and connecting to your higher self using the symbology of these ancient cards. I bring my good friend and fellow weirdo and tarot expert, Alistair Ballantyne, onto my show to talk to us about these cards, their proper use as a tool of deep introspection, and understanding. The episode is a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. I ask a lot of questions and it's really fabulous. I'm going to be doing more of these interview episodes in the future. So I hope you tune into this one. It's going to be fantastic. Well, that's all for this episode of Curiously Katie. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Intro production and voiceover talent provided by Everheart Studios out of Denver, Colorado. Thank you so, so much to both Christine and Eric for making my podcasting dreams come true. Got a burning curiosity? Submit your questions for future episodes 
by sliding into my Instagram DMs at Coach Katie J or email katie at sunflowermindbody.com. And listen, weirdo, if you're ready to transform your life, then I want you to join my total alignment coaching program at sunflowermindbody.com. Set up your call with me today.